welcome in our buddy Mike Cliss of Nine News joining us on the Johnson Auto Plaza Hotline. Mike, uh, good morning. Thanks for joining us. So we were talking about, based on you know LeBron passing Kareem's record last night, the most dominant athletes of all time. Um, obviously, there's a discussion on where LeBron fits on the greatest of all time, but sometimes to watch LeBron dribble the basketball, take it to the hoop, he just has another gear than other athletes. What are some of the most dominant athletes that you've ever covered or seen in person, Mike? Well, you know, uh, Michael would be would be one. I, you know, I uh, would study this a little bit as a sports fan, and the two most dominant dominant players, era to era, were Babe Ruth in the twenties in baseball. One year, I think it was nineteen twenty. Guys, might have been nineteen nineteen. He had fifty four home runs, uh, more than the rest of the league, more than the rest of the majors. I think second place was like 19, George Sisler. And then Don Hudson, to me, was is the Babe Ruth of the NFL. He doesn't get that credit. But in the 1940s, this guy finished with 99 touchdown receptions. And, you know, no one else had more than 50. The Packers, right, I guess, were way ahead of the game as far as passing. So those are the two most dominant uh, players. Uh, you know, Bill Russell was dominant on defense and rebounding. Uh, Will Chamberlain had his moments, uh, obviously. That's uh, someone I saw. I saw those guys at the end of their careers. And then um, I, I miss Jim Brown. One of my, uh, one of my, you know, if you ever had that rub the genie and you get three wishes, one wish would be to, uh, to kind of drop into every era and uh, spend a year and, and watch Babe Ruth and watch Jim Brown and, uh, you know, watch the, uh, 1869 uh, Cincinnati Red Legs, those kind of things. <laughs> I, I always that, That's something I wanted to do. All right, Mike, uh, shifting over to the Denver Broncos. Now the head coach position has been decided. Now we're talking about the uh, roster building process. Uh, with a quick scroll through the Internet, what could be some of the moves the Broncos make to improve uh, their chances for the 2023 season? I am seeing something about uh, go all in to sign Saquon Barkley, uh, who was a free agent with the Giants. Can you see a massive move like that from uh, George Payton and Sean Payton at a big splash hiring this offseason? I don't. I, that doesn't make much sense to me to, uh, you know, to kind of eat up all your budget on a running back uh, when you have, um, you know, you still got to make room for Javante. Williams, even though I don't know, it might be a month or two into the season. But, uh, you know, I just think running backs, you know, you can, that's one place where you can get a running back in the draft. You know, you got two picks in the third round. Uh, if you want, you can use one of them and get a starting running back. Uh, Sean Payton got Alvin Kamara in the third round a few years ago. Uh, that's where I think they should, they should go. Otherwise, I think. You know, because they're so limited in the draft, they got to go right tackle. They got to go receiver. Um, we'll see what happens with Draymond Jones. That's big. You know, if I, I know they're going to try to sign him, I'm not sure how successful they're going to be. Um, there might be one team that wants to go 18, 19 million a year with Draymond Jones. I'm not sure it's going to be the Broncos. Um, you know, that's a you'd have to get a defensive lineman. You got to get a safety. I think Kareem. At 34, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure where they stand right there. Um, but they've got too many needs to go all in for someone like uh, Saquon Barkley, who is really good when he's healthy, but, uh, you know, I, I don't like his injury uh, history right now for that kind of money either. Mike, the Super Bowl is on Sunday, in case you weren't aware, and playing in it are the I'm Chiefs. <laughs> You're there yeah, right I'm, now. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm here at Radio Row. Yep. How's it looking so, out there? How's it looking, Mike? Yeah, good. You know, it's getting busy. It's getting busy. You got uh, you got all these various booths. You got the Pat McAfee showed up uh, uh-huh, booths. Uh, serious. You got uh, the Florio deal. Um, you got Lisa McCaffrey over there. So it's starting to uh, starting to. I got my eyes on uh, Jake Plummer right now. Oh yeah, uh, getting re- getting ready to jump on him for an interview. So see what he thinks of Sean Payton. Yeah, cool. So, so, so I, I got a question about the Chiefs uh, versus the Eagles because the yeah. Chiefs quarterback, Pat Mahomes, is the second highest paid quarterback in the league as far as cap hit this year. Jalen Hurts, on the other side, um, is the 56th highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Which one of these, obviously these two teams are built very, very differently, okay? Which one of these yeah. two models is going to be the model the next time the Denver Broncos win the Super Bowl? Uh Probably the Jalen Hurts one. Um, that's, you know, that uh, when you just um, were kind of reciting that, it reminded me of 2013 when the Broncos had Peyton Manning and he, he you know, was, I think, the highest paid or second highest paid uh, quarterback. And Russell Wilson was in his second year, a third-round draft pick, making, uh, uh, you know, basically minimum wage as a second-year player. And uh, that's, that's your preference. The problem is those quarter Jalen Hurts has got maybe another year or two window, and then he's going to get paid, and, and you lose that. That salary cap is always a bet. And so one reason why the Eagles, to me, have such a complete team. It's one of the better complete teams I've seen in a while, I think. Uh, you know, I don't. Mahomes might be able to beat them anyway, but the Eagles are the most complete team I've seen in four, five, six years. And it's it's because of what you just said. They're not paying thirty million plus for their quarterback, so they've they've got resources everywhere. They've got money, a, a nice money everywhere on that roster, and they're deep. They, you know, they're deep too, especially in the, that front seven, both sides of the ball. Um, so that's why I say it's one of the better teams I've seen in a while. The Chiefs still got a chance though because of uh, Patrick. I think the Eagles are the better team. But the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. It's kind of how I see this Super Bowl. Mike, uh, you are Sean Payton. I think you recognize uh, when you're drawing up your, your list of priorities that Russell Wilson has to be at, towards the top of that priority list, getting some things in place to help, yeah. help Russell Wilson. But what is number two on your list if you are Mike Kliss in the, wearing the Sean Payton hat or Sean Payton visor, I should say? Yeah, up front, you know, uh, the offensive line, and, and again, if they lose Draymond, the defensive line, or, or it, with or without Draymond, I think you got to add a, a, still another guy besides Draymond on the defensive line. But that's, uh, you know, I think they're pretty good at cornerback. Um, you know, you got to count on Bowles to come back at left tackle. Um, re- receiver, to me, I know Judy came on at the end of last year. I think you need another one. I think you need another impact receiver for Russell Wilson. And then I think uh, 
you know, obviously you got to you got to maybe change the offensive line. And I'm not sure you guys know better than I do what kind of system uh, Sean Payton runs as far as running the ball. But they will run the ball first for Russell Wilson. I, I think that's what he's going to try to do. It's, it's my guess is the Broncos are going to be one of the heavier run teams in 2023 um, because Russell looks not quite Russell Wilson, even with Sean Payton. He may not be the Russell Wilson of 2015 and 16 and 17. I think we all agree to that. You got to run the ball, and he can he can do things off the running game. You know, with the play action and the rollouts and uh, throwing on the move, I I think that's what uh, this team is going to em- emphasize this year: is running the ball, which means you better get some uh, hosses up front. Yeah, the Sean Payton's teams have never had a top ten running um, game, other than that 2009 season when they won the Super Bowl. So maybe that is the blueprint. But he is a pass first type of coach. We'll see if he's able to adapt his his uh, his strategy for Russell Wilson. All right, real quick. Mike, uh, Sean Payton's looking for a defensive coordinator. How important is it to keep the same scheme that these guys have been playing under the three-four that they learned under Vic Fangio and and kind of took some you know steps forward under Ejiro Evero? How important is it to keep the same schematics? Yeah, I don't know how important it is, but it but I think they're going to try to do that. You know, Sean Desai. Um, you know, I, I I've heard a little bit of Chris uh, Richard. They're three-four guys. Uh, Desai is definitely a three-four. He was groomed underneath. Um, he was groomed underneath Vic Fangio with the Chicago Bears. He interviewed with Sean Payton yesterday via Zoom. Uh, was yesterday Tuesday? Yeah, yesterday was Tuesday. So, um, yeah, I think that's what they're going to try to do. You know, I don't know. I don't know how important that stuff is, but it, it seems that's what they want to do, and uh, I think they probably will stick with the three-four. All right, man, I know you're busy. Get back out there in Radio Row and do your thing, Mike. Say hello to Jake Plummer. Thanks for joining us, buddy. All right. See ya. Thanks, Mike. All right, that's Mike Kliss of 9 News joining us on the Johnson Auto Plaza Hotline.